بسم الله الرحمن الرحيم وصلى الله وسلم وبارك على نبينا محمد وعلى اله وصحبه وسلم تسليما كثيرا غفر الله لنا ولشيخنا وللحاضرين والمستمعين يقول الامام المجدد الشيخ محمد بن عبد الوهاب رحمه الله تعالى في رسالته اداب المشي الى الصلاه ويسن تطويل قراءه ويسن تطويل قراءه الركعه الاولى اطول من الثانيه ويستحب للامام انتظار الداخل يدرك الركعه ان لم يشك على معموم وعول الناس بالامامه اقراهم لكتاب الله واما تقديم النبي صلى الله عليه وسلم ابا بكر مع ان غيره اقرا منه كعبي ومعاذ فاجاب احمد ان ذلك ليفهم انه المقدم في الامامه الكبرى وقال غيره لما قدمه مع قوله صلى الله عليه وسلم يا ام القوم اقراهم لكتاب الله فان كانوا في القراءه في القراءه سواء فاعلمهم بالسنه علم ان ابا بكر اقراهم واعلمهم لانهم لم يكونوا يتجاوزون شيئا من القران حتى يتعلموا معانيه والعمل به كما قال ابن مسعود كان الرجل منا اذا تعلم عشر ايات من القران لم يتجاوزهن حتى يتعلم معانيهن والعمل بهن وروى مسلم عن ابي مسعود البدري يرفعه يا ام القوم اقراهم لكتاب الله فان كانوا في القراءه سواء فاعلمهم بالسنه فان كانوا في السنه سواء فاقدمهم هجره فان كانوا في الهجره سواء فاقدمهم سنه فأقدمهم سن ولا يؤم الرجل الرجل في سلطانه ولا يقعد في بيته على تكريمته إلا بإذنه وفي الصحيحين يؤم يؤمكم أكبركم وفي لفظ وفي بعض ألفاظ أبي مسعود فإن كانوا في الهجرة سواء فأقدمهم سلما أي إسلاما بسم الله الرحمن الرحيم الحمد لله نحمده ونستعينه ونستغفره ونشهد ان لا اله الا الله وحده لا شريك له له الملك وله الحمد وهو على كل شيء قدير ونشهد ان محمدا عبد الله وخليله ورسوله ارسله رحمه للعالمين فبلغ الرساله وادى الامانه ونصح للامه وجاهد في الله حق جهاده صلوات الله وسلامه عليه ورضوانه جل وعلا على اصحاب محمد الذين امنوا به وهاجروا معه واليه وجاهدوا معه وبعد عملوا رائق الاسلام بعد رسول الله صلى الله عليه وسلم حتى بلغوا بلغت ما بلغ فاللهم ارضى عنهم واجعلنا جميعا من محبيه المحسنين الاقتداء بهم يا ذا الجلال والاكرام وبعد يقول شيخ الاسلام في كتابه آداب المشي والصلاة ويسن تطويل قراءة الركعة الأولى يعني من كل فريضة مثلا صلاة الظهر وهي جرت عادة النبي أنها أطول الصلاة النهارية أطول من صلاة العصر فقراءة الركعة الأولى يتأنى بها الإمام حتى من كان في طريقه أو قريبه كذا يدرك بدء الصلاة فتكون قراءته في الركعة الأولى أطول من قراءته في الركعة الثانية الفاتحة تقرأ في كل ركعة لكن ما يلحق بها من قراءة يطيل الركعة الأولى قد ذكروا من صلاة النبي صلى الله عليه وسلم الظهر أن واحد يخرج ويقضي حاجته ويتوضأ ويأتي فيدرك الركعة الأولى من صلاة الظهر وقد ذكر علماء الصحابة أن الظهر يصلي واحد النبي يقرأ بقدر ما يقرأ الواحد خمس عشرة آية 
الركعة الواحدة والركعة الثانية تكون أكثر والركعتان الأخيرتان من الرباعية من الظهر أو العصر يكون القراءة فيهما أقل من ركعتين الأوليين قال لا ويسن تطويل قراءة الركعة الأولى أطول من الثانية ويستحب للإمام انتظار انتظام الداخل في المسجد ليدرك الركعة النبي صلى الله عليه وسلم ذكر عن نفسه انه ربما خفف الصلاه من اجل من يصلي خلفه يقول اسمع بكاء الصبي وعنيتي انا اطيل الصلاه فاتجوز في الصلاه لما اعلم من وجد امه به وانشغالها به فهو كما وصفه الله بالمؤمنين رؤوف رحيم صلوات الله وسلامه عليه فيقول الشيخ الاسلام يستحب للامام انتظار الداخل كونه يتأنى حسن لكن ليس معناه انه اذا كان ركع وسمع احدا يمشي اطال الركعه حتى يدرك لا ينبغي ان يحرص ان تكون الركوع في الركعه اقل من قراءه الفاتحه قال ليدرك الركعة إلا أن يشق على المعمومين يعني لا يطيل الذي ثبت عن النبي أنه فعله التجوز عندما يسمع بكاء ما يشغل بعض النساء المصلية المصلي ثم أن النبي قال أيضا في الحديث الصحيح من أم الناس فليخفف فإن فيهم المريض والكبير وذا الحاجة وإذا صلى وحده فليطول ما شاء وقصة النبي مع معاذ رضي الله عنه إن النبي صلى الله عليه وسلم قال لمعاذ وكان يطيل القراءة أفتان أنت يا معاذ وأرشده إلى أن يقرأ صورة من المفصل ولذلك يحسن بالإمام أن يحرص على أن تكون قراءته مع الفاتحة من جزء المفصل من المتوسطات من السور الذي أرشد إلى قراءة سبح اسم ربك الأعلى ولذا يغشى وأمثالها قالوا أولى الناس بالإمامة أقرأهم لكتاب الله وراد المؤلف رحمة الله عليه أن يعتذر عن أبي بكر وقوله لا شك أن ما ذكر ابن مسعود رضي الله عنه أنهم كانوا إذا قرأوا عشر الآيات ما يتجاوزونهن حتى يعرفوا معانيها إذا فهموا معاني ما قرأوا تحولوا إلى وقد يكون أبو بكر رضي الله عنه داخلا في أنهم من أكثر النبي هو أبو بكر هو أول من صحب النبي صلى الله عليه وسلم فلا غرابة أن يكون محفوظ من القرآن أكثر من محفوظ غيره من الذين أسلموا بعده وحديث أمكم أقرأكم لكتاب الله حديث صحيح فينبغي أن يعتنى به هذا الشيء بحسب الإمكان لكن إذا عين إمام للناس ولو كان في المأمومين من هو أحسن منه قراءة وأجود هذه صارت وظيفة من كلف بالإمامة يتولاها لكن عليه أن يحسن المحافظة عليها ولا يتجوز لنفسه بالتراخيص او للاسفار او غير ذلك الا في امر تتطلبه مصلحه الامه قال مع ان غيره اقرا منه الله اعلم
زين المؤلف رضي الله عنه رحمه ذكر علم ان ذكر اقراهم واعلمهم النبي لما امر ابا بكر هو الذي يصلي بالناس ولما اعتذرت بعض نسائه ورغبة يتولى الإمام عمر ما قبل منها وقال أنه كنا أخوات يوسف يعني النساء فيهم مكر قال لا لأم الناس أبا بكر يقول لأمهم أقرأهم من كتاب الله إذا تساووا في القراءة فأعلمهم بالسنة إذا صاروا سوا أكبرهم سنا إذا كانوا في السن سوا ينظر من هو أحسن من هو أحسن أداء للصلاة قالوا قال غيرهم إلى آخره قال فإن كانوا في القراءة سوا فأعلمهم بالسنة يعني أعلمهم بأحكام العبادة وذكرت قول ابن مسعود رضي الله عنه انهم لا يتجاوزون عشر الايات حتى يعرفوا معانيها يقول كان الرجل منا اذا تعلم عشر ايات من القران ما يمكن همه ان يكون حفظ القران لا يحفظ ما يحفظ ويفهم معانيه يميز بين الامر والنهي والترغيب والتخويف الى غير ذلك يقول ابن مسعود الى اخره روى مسلم عن ابي مسعود البدري ابو مسعود البدري الانصار ليس هو ابن مسعود او اخ له او شيء من وانما هذا ابو مسعود البدري من الانصار وسمي بدري لانه فيما بعد سكن في بدر الذي هي قريبه من المدينه فسمي البدر يقول يا أمر القوم أقرأهم لكتاب الله فإن كانوا في القراءة سوا فأعلمهم بالسنة فإن كانوا في السنة سوا فأقدمهم هجرة فإن كانوا في الهجرة سوا فأقدمهم سنة وكبر السن له مكانة في الإسلام تقدير الأكبر سنا حتى في بعض في بعض الحقوق الكبر الكبر يعني يتكلم الاخضر قال ولا يؤمن الرجل الرجل في سلطانه يعني مثل الامير البلد اذا كانت العاده انه هو الذي يؤم الناس لا ياتي واحد يتطفل ويقول لا انا احب ان اؤمهم الا اذا اذن له قال ولا يؤمن الرجل الرجل في سلطانه او في بيت يعني لا صلوا جماعه في منزل فيتقدم احدهم ليؤم الجميع الا باذن رب المنزل قال ولا يقعد في بيته على تكريمته الا باذنه اذا دخلت البيت وضيفا او مع المدعوين لا تنظر أحسن المجالس لتقصده انظر ماذا يوجهك إليه رب المنزل يعني بعض المجالس في اجتماع التجمعات يكون أفضل في نفوس الناس من بعض أن كان أقرب إلى ما في منفعة علما أو غير ذلك فلا فلا يجلس الانسان في اشراح افضلها الا بتوجيه صاحب المكان. قال قال الا باذنه. وفي بعض الفاظ الحديث حديث المسعود فان كانوا في الجنه سوى الى اخره اقدمهم سلما يعني اقدمهم اسلاما. يراعى هذه النافله هذه الاقدميه اذا كان اقدم بالقران فهذا هو الامر المهم. لأن فهم القرآن وحفظه وإحسان ما يوقف عليه وما لا يوقف عليه 
هذا هو المناسب وقفنا هنا ومن صلى بأجره لم يصلح عنه يعني من قال لا أصلي إلا بأجره إلا بكذا وكذا هذا لما سئل الإمام أحمد عنه قال أسأل الله العافية ومن يصلي خلف هذا لأن لأن الإمامة شرف للإمام لما يفضل الواحد يجعل إماما هذا ليس إهانة له وإنما تشريف فإذا شرف ينبغي أن يعرف هذه الفضيلة ويحسن التعامل معها فنسأل الله جل وعلا أن يوفقنا جميعا لما يحب ويرضى وأن يصلح حالنا وحال بلادنا وبلاد المسلمين في كل مكان وأن يفرج عن المسلمين في كل مكان أن يفرج عن كل مكروب من المسلمين في كل مكان يفرج عنه قربته ويذل الظالمين المعتدين في كل مكان كما نسأله جل وعلا أن يعاجل بالفرج أهل الشام بالهداية الصحيحة والانتصار على المذهب النجس المصيري وتولي الأمر وأن يرينا ربنا جل وعلا سطوة غضبه على المو... المو... الذين ينصرون ذلك الحكم من الرافضة سواء كان إيران أو في العراق أو في لبنان أو غيرها ومن الدول الأصيلة في كفرها كالشيوعية روسيا كما نسأل جل وعلا أن ينتقم من الدول القادرة على إيقاف هذه المحنة ثم لا تبالي بها والله المستعان الشيخ حفيظ الله تعالى بجان In the name of Allah, we praise Him. We seek His assistance and we seek forgiveness for our deeds. We bear witness that there is no deity worthy of worship except Allah. He is alone and has no partners. For Him is the dominion and the praise and He is able to do all things. And we bear witness that Muhammad is a slave and messenger and friend. The one that Allah sent is a mercy to mankind. He gave the message, He fulfilled the trust and He was sincere for the Ummah. And He fought the true fighting in the way of Allah. And may Allah be pleased with his companions, those who believed in him, who migrated to him, who migrated with him, and who carried the message of Islam uh, after him until it reached to where it reached. May Allah make us from among those who are sincere and our love for them and our adherence to their way. Shaykh Muhammad ibn Abdul Wahab, he mentioned in his treatise, The Etiquette of Walking to the Prayer, that from the Sunnah is that one longates, the Imam longates, the recitation in the first unit of the prayer. So the Shaykh said, Habib Allah Ta'ala, uh, this is with regards to the obligatory prayer. So for example, uh, the Duhr prayer from the habit of the Prophet Wasallam is that he would make Duhr prayer the longest prayer that he would pray in the day. The longest prayer of the daytime would be the Duhr prayer. It's longer than Asr. And uh, the first units of the prayer would be longer uh, than the second units and the remaining units of the prayer. And this is so that if an individual had come to the masjid late, this individual would be able to catch the prayer. And the Shaykh said, Habib Allah Ta'ala, it's incumbent to recite Surah Al-Fatiha in every unit of the prayer. But after Surah Al-Fatiha, the Imam would make the, his recitation long. He would recite something which was long, so that it would elongate the first unit of the prayer. And the Shaykh said, Habib Allah Ta'ala, uh, to give you an example of how Duha prayer was extended, was that an individual, if, he, if the Prophet Wasallam began to pray the Duha prayer, and an individual had to go to the bathroom. The individual would go to the bathroom and complete uh, using the bathroom and then make wudu and still would be able to join the Prophet ﷺ in Duhur prayer. That's how long uh, he would pray uh, So the Duhur prayer would be longer 
uh, or the first unit, or the Duhr prayer would be the longest daytime prayer, and the first unit of the Duhr prayer would be longer than the second, third, and fourth. And then the Shaykh Hafizullah Ta'ala uh, mentioned that the Sahaba, some of the Sahaba mentioned that uh, the first unit of the prayer would be as, or the length after Al-Fatiha would be the length of 15 verses. Uh, the length or the time that it would take to recite 15 verses from the Qur'an. This was the first unit. And then the second and thereafter would be less. The author Rahimahullah mentioned that it is recommended for the Imam to wait for uh, someone to catch the unit of prayer. As long as it does not harm uh, someone who's praying in the congregation. As long as it does not harm the person who's praying in the congregation. The Shaykh said, Habib Allah Ta'ala, what's authentically reported is that the Prophet said that sometimes he would enter into the prayer and he wants to elongate it, but he would shorten it because he would hear the crying of a child. Uh, and he did not want to distract the mother or harm the mother because her child is crying. So what's mentioned is that the Prophet used to shorten the prayer. And the Shaykh said, verily, he, he is as if, or he is as Allah has described him, as a mercy for the believers. So, with regards to uh, the Imam elongating the rak'ah, so that if someone enters the masjid late, they can catch it, the Shaykh said, it doesn't mean that if the Imam has bowed in ruku' and then he hears someone walking, that he should elongate it for a long period of time. Shaykh said, it doesn't mean that he should elongate it for a long period of time. Because uh, it's important that the ruku' is shorter than the, the unit of prayer before it, meaning the recitation. So the Imam, he recited Surah Al-Fatiha. And after the recitation of Al-Fatiha, he recited the Surah. So now when he goes into ruku', the ruku' shouldn't be very long, so much so that it even becomes longer than the standing. No. Um, and then the author says, as long as it does not harm the, the congregation. So the Sheikh said, so this means that it should not be very long. This means that the Imam does not stay in the bowing position very long. And he said, and he repeated, because it's already been mentioned. It's already been mentioned. Or this issue that it should not be very long is why? Because it's already been mentioned that the Prophet ﷺ would shorten the prayer. If he heard uh, a baby crying, if he heard a baby crying, the Prophet ﷺ would shorten the prayer. And likewise, um, you have the authentic hadith that the Prophet ﷺ said, whoever leads the people in prayer, then he should shorten it. For verily behind him is someone who is sick, someone who is old, or someone who has a need. Um, and then the Prophet ﷺ said, but if you pray alone, then you can elongate it as much as you wish. So this shows that the individual should not elongate the prayer. Likewise, is the hadith of Mu'adh bin Jabir anhu that when he prayed very long, so much so that one of an individual left the prayer and prayed alone, the individual left the prayer with Mu'adh and completed it alone. When this news had or this information had reached the Prophet ﷺ said he has, the Prophet ﷺ said to Mu'adh, "Are you someone who is causing fitna?" Are you someone who is causing hardship for the people? Then the Prophet ﷺ guided Mu'adh and instructed him to recite the smaller or the shorter surahs. So this shows that the Imam, if he's leading the people in prayer, that he should recite from the shorter surahs, Surah Al-A'la or Surah Al-Ghashiyah or other surahs which are small. Then the author Rahimahullah goes on to mention and the most, or the individual who's most deserving to lead the people is the one who is, has uh, memorized more of the Book of Allah. Uh, and he's mentioned this, and then he says, as for the Prophet ﷺ putting Abu Bakr for it, even uh, or putting Abu Bakr to lead the people, instructing Abu Bakr to lead the people, even though there, there, are, there were others who had memorized more Qur'an, such as Ubay bin Ka'b or Mu'adh bin Jabal, uh, then there, there's an answer from Imam Ahmad Rahim Allah Ta'ala. Imam Ahmad was asked 
about this issue, but the Sheikh said before that, um, that there's a narration that Ibn Mas'ud said that the Sahaba would not, the Sahaba, they would memorize 10 verses of the Quran, and then they would not continue until they knew the meaning of these verses, and they understood the explanation of these verses. So the Shaykh said, Habibullah Ta'ala, so this was the way of the companions, the way of the companions is that they would memorize 10 verses from the Quran, and then they would not memorize more until they understood the meaning and the actions. Um, and the Shaykh said, Habibullah Ta'ala, Abu Bakr is uh, indeed from amongst those companions that would do this. He's indeed from amongst those companions that would do this. But it is also possible that Abu Bakr, uh, uh, different from the author, what the author mentioned here, Rahimahullah Ta'ala, the Shaykh said, it's possible that Abu Bakr, the fact that he is from amongst the, he is from amongst the first individuals to accept Islam, in fact, he is the first person uh, from amongst the men to accept Islam, it's not strange that he would be uh, an individual who memorized more than others. It's not strange that he would be an individual who memorized more than others, especially because others came, other in, others entered into Islam later on. So Abu Bakr radiallahu anhu being from amongst the first of the companions to enter into the fold of Islam, it's uh, possible that he was more, or he had memorized more Qur'an. Then the Shaykh mentioned Habib Allah Ta'ala, um, Now, so what's more befitting or what's most befitting is that the person who has memorized most Qur'an, this should be the individual who is placed to lead the people. But then the Shaykh said, Habib Allah Ta'ala, but if an Imam is selected, if an Imam is selected to be the Imam, even though he's not the most or the individual who's memorized the most, then that becomes his job. No one should oppose that. No one should oppose that. That becomes his job if he's selected, even if he's not the individual who has the most Qur'an. But uh, the one who is selected to be the Imam, he should, uh, uh, he should treat this job uh, with, with its, you know, he should treat, uh, he should give this job its just due. Meaning the individual should be uh, reliable in fulfilling this occupation. He should not uh, travel, he should not be absent from being the Imam, Except if it is for uh, the benefit of the Ummah. Except if it is for the benefit of the Ummah. But other than that, the Imam, once he is selected to be the Imam, then he should not travel and leave this position. Then the author, Rahimahullah Ta'ala, mentioned uh, that now. Now, and then the author Rahimahullah Ta'ala mentioned that it took place on a time, oh, the Shaykh mentioned Habibullah Ta'ala with regards to the Prophet Sallallahu placing Abu Bakr uh, to lead the people. It took place that when the Prophet Sallallahu first instructed uh, Abu Bakr, or the Prophet Sallallahu first instructed his wives to tell Abu Bakr to lead the prayer, and they, they opposed this. They said, no, because he cannot hold himself, he, he cries. So let Umar lead. The Prophet ﷺ, he said, no. He said, you are opposing me like the, the, the brothers of Yusuf. He said, no, let Umar lead the prayer. Afwan, let Abu Bakr lead the prayer. Even though Abu Bakr was uh, the type of individual that would cry and the likes, the Prophet ﷺ was very careful in instructing them to uh, instruct Abu Bakr to lead the prayer. Um, then the author, Rahimahullah mentions, so the one who is more deserving is the one who has memorized the Qur'an, more of, more of Qur'an. And if they are similar, then the one who is more aware of the Sunnah. And the Shaykh said, Habibullah Ta'ala, with regards to being aware of the Sunnah, this is related to the rulings of, of the, the worship itself. So the one who is more aware of the rulings of the Salat, the one who is more aware of the rulings of the Salat, if they are both the same in the Qur'an, then the one who is more aware of the Sunnah. If they are both the same in the Sunnah, then the one who uh, the one who made Hijrah first. If they are similar in Hijrah, then the one who is older. Then the one who is older. Then the Shaykh Habib Allah Ta'ala. Naam. Then he went on, uh, he went back to the issue of uh, the one who is more, uh, uh, the one who has memorized Quran more, and the one who has memorized the Sunnah more. And the Shaykh said it's very important that the individual 
uh, is aware of the sunnah as it relates to the salat. He should be aware of the obligations of the prayer. He should be aware of that which is forbidden in the prayer. He should be aware of that which is recommended and that which is disliked. These things he should be aware of. Then the Shaykh mentioned Habib Allah Ta'ala or the author, Rahim Allah Ta'ala, he mentioned uh, Abi Mas'ud al-Badri. And the Shaykh said Habib Allah Ta'ala, Abu Mas'ud al-Badri, he is not uh, the other Ibn Mas'ud who is the one who is uh, famous. Ibn Mas'ud, the one who is famous, he is different from this uh, Abu Mas'ud al-Badri. Abu Mas'ud al-Badri is from the Ansar, he is from the, the, the companions uh, from Medina. And the reason why he is called al-Badri because he lived in the area of Badr, which is close to the city of Al-Medina. Which is close to the city of Medina. In that hadith, the author Ta'ala mentions, uh, if they are in Qur'an the same, if they are in the Sunnah the same, if they are in uh, Hijra the same, then the oldest. And the Shaykh said, Habib Ta'ala, indeed, uh, seniority has its place in Islam. Indeed, seniority has its place in Islam. Um, even there's a statement, Kabbir, uh, Kabbir, the sacred, um, uh, the older, the older. Uh, the Sheikh said, Habib Allah Ta'ala, even in a, in a gathering, even if there's a gathering, then the person who is more senior should be the one who speaks. The person who is more senior should be the one who speaks because there are specific rights for individuals who are senior. Then the author Rahim Allah Ta'ala mentioned that a man should not lead a ruler, a man should not place himself to lead a ruler in prayer. And the Sheikh said, Habib Allah Ta'ala, if the uh, if the, the habit or that which is known in that area is that the ruler leads the people in prayer, then no one should try to step forward in front of the ruler. No one should try to step forward in front of the ruler. And likewise in a person's home. If you are invited to a, a person's home, if you are a visitor, you should not, and, and it's time to pray and you want to pray congregational prayer in the home, you should not uh, proceed the, 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 the owner of the home you should not stand in front of the owner of the home and try to lead the prayer it is his right except if he gives you permission likewise if you enter the home of an individual you should not seek to sit in the most distinguished sitting in that, in that home so for example if you are a guest or if you are invited to someone's home and you enter into the home it is from good etiquette that you wait to be seated you do not immediately go to the gathering and sit in the best sitting, but you should wait to be seated. Uh, then the author Rahimahullah mentions another narration, and that is, فَأَقْدَمُهُمْ سِلْمًا The one who entered Islam first. So the Shaykh said, Habibullah Ta'ala, yes, uh, a person entering into Islam, it has its status in, uh, a person entering into Islam first, it has a specific status. So if all of them, if they're the same in the Qur'an and Sunnah and Hijrah and age, then the one who entered into Islam first. Um, then the Shaykh Habib Allah went back to the issue of the Sahaba uh, memorizing 10 verses. And the Shaykh said Habib Allah so it's important that an individual, his goal is not, his primary goal is not to just memorize, but his goal should be to memorize and to understand and to know uh, the, the orders and the obligations of the Qur'an. He should know when to stop, and if he stops at a particular place in the Qur'an, what is the meaning of that verse and the likes. So it's very important that an individual, uh, in terms of memorizing Qur'an, that they understand the Qur'an. Then he said, we stopped at that, we, we stopped reading at that point. Then he said, there's, a, there's two lines, and that is, uh, if a person only leads the prayer if he's getting paid, then people should not pray behind him. Then he should not be the people, or he should not be the one to lead the prayer. And Imam Ahmad ta'ala, he was asked about that. Uh, what do you say about a person who says, I would lead you in Ramadan if you pay such and such? And Imam Ahmad ta'ala responded by saying, who would pray behind such a person? Who would pray behind such a person? And the Shaykh Habib ta'ala commented by saying, uh, being selected as an Imam is a virtue. So as long as this is uh, a virtue, then a person shouldn't seek uh, the funds. The person shouldn't seek the virtue or the payments other than this virtue. And the Shaykh mentioned Habib Allah Ta'ala, now that we ask Allah Azawajal to correct our affairs and the affairs of the Muslims, and we ask Allah Azawajal to give peace to the Muslims who are being oppressed in different parts of the world, and we ask Allah Azawajal to debase the oppressors, 
and we ask Allah Azawajal to correct the affairs of the people of Syria and to uh, give them guidance uh, to the truth and uh, to allow them to uh, defeat this madhab, which, uh, this despicable madhab which has been spread in their country. And we ask Allah Azawajal to show us his anger in uh, destroying uh, these people uh, from the Rawafib, whether they are in Iran or Iraq or in other than them. Uh, and we ask Allah Azawajal to do the same to the communist country which is supporting them and that is Russia. Uh, and verily Allah Azawajal is able to do all things. يقول السائل حفظكم الله تعالى ماذا يعيننا على فهم القرآن والعمل به والعمل به والاستقامة على أحكامه؟ لا شك أن هذا السؤال مهم ينبغي للواحد بقدر المستطاع صار أخرى أن يحاول فهم ما يعني هي أشياء سهل بامها إذا جاء ما أدل على لا تفهم كذا استجبوا كذا ماذا؟ تعلم اللغة العربية مهم في هذا المجال ولذلك قراءة الآية قراءة ما قيل فيها أنها بأحوال معنى في الغالب الإسلام والصحابة وهم عرب فنزلوا القرآن بلغتهم إذا حملوا عشر آيات ما تجاوزوهم حتى يعلموا معانيهن هذا هو ممكن الآن الواحد ما يفهم شيء من الطبيعة بقاعد يفهم معانيه لكن يسدد يجتهد أن يكون أكبر ويعود نفسه إلى قدر أن يستعيد الله ثم بالكتاب دفعت فالمعنى مقيدا من هذا المعنى بكلمه المسلم كذا بالآية كذا معنى كذا وكذا وإذا حان المسلم معه يعتني به معاني الآيات هذا ينبغي في كل مكان المهم أن الواحد ينبغي أن يحرص أن لا تذهب الأوقات بدون أن بدون أن يستفيد منها تحصيل علم the individual is asking what will assist us in understanding the Quran and acting upon it and being upright with regards to its rulings Sheikh mentioned Abu Ghalatara he said indeed that's an important question and it's befitting for an individual according to their ability if they read the Quran they should try to understand it there are some things which are easy to understand in the Qur'an. For example, if Allah says, do not do such and such or approach such and such, then the person clearly understands that this is a prohibition. But also what would assist the individual in understanding the Qur'an is learning the Arabic language. Learning the Arabic language and reading the Qur'an and reading the books that explain the Qur'an Shaykh said, Habib Allah Ta'ala, the Sahaba, they were Arab. And the Qur'an was revealed in their language. And even with that, they would only read ten verses, and they would not memorize more until they understood the meaning. Shaykh said, this is difficult to do during our present time, that a person only reads ten. But a person tries his best, and diligent, in understanding the meaning of the Qur'an. And he can uh, also read books that assist, books that explain the Qur'an. And likewise, what would assist an individual is that he writes down when he reads these books and the explanations uh, of the Qur'an, he writes it down. He writes down these benefits. 
And likewise, if a person can get a Qur'an that has the meaning of the words, uh, as in the commentary, the meaning of the words, this will also be good. And the Shaykh said, what's important is that an individual tries his best to not allow the time to be wasted, except that he's gaining knowledge or that he's seeking provision. يقول السائل حفيظكم الله تعالى هل يجوز تأخير صلاة الظهر أو تأخير أداء صلاة الظهر إلى قبيل صلاة العصر؟ وهل يجوز تأخير أداء صلاة العصر إلى قبيل صلاة المغرب؟ ينبغي أن أن أفضل الصلاة الأعمال الصلاة بأول وقت يعني فقط الدخول هذا هو الأفضل لأن الإنسان لا يريد ماذا يعتريه قد يفكر أنه قادر في كل واحد ثم يأتي أمر يعجز حرص على اعتيادي أن تؤدى الصلاة في وقتها المفضل ينبغي لكن لو اضطر اضطره الإنسان إلى عمر ولا يخل بالصلاة عن وقته لما صلاه في وقتها صار صايم. وما دامت الحاسره تكون اثاره بعشر حسنات اثاره بسبعين واثاره بسبعمائه والعمل واحد وكلما كان العمل يؤدى على الوجه الاكمل الموافق للسنه يكون الثواب اجزل أداء الظهر إلا الشيء الذي ينبغي أن أرشد إليه الذي أرشد إذا اشتد الحال أن تؤخر الصلاة الظهر وقتا حتى تخف حدة الحرب هذا يمكن ما يكون عند الناس مكيفات بل ولا جانبات هوى ريح تغيرت الاخبار ولذلك يحرص الوقت على ان ادي الصلاه في وقتها اما اذا كان مسافرا واخر الصلاه عن اول وقتها لتقرب من اداء الصلاه الاخرى في السفر فقد فعل النبي ذلك صلى الله عليه وسلم السلام عليكم until just before Salat al-Asr and Salat al-Asr until just before Salat al-Dhur. Shaykh Minjahabi Walaat Ar, it's upon an individual to know that the best uh, as it relates, the most rewarding as it relates to the prayer is the performance once the time has entered, once the prayer time has entered. Um, because an individual does not know what would happen uh, later on. It's possible that an individual feels that he can pray later on and uh, then he's prevented for some reason. So it's upon an individual to pray at the, once the prayer time has entered. But if because of uh, some reason an individual has to delay the prayer uh, without it leaving its time. So the individual doesn't delay Dhuhr until Asr, no. He delays it, uh, but he prays it before Asr, then the Salat is still accepted. The salat is still accepted. And then it's also, Shaykh said, Habib Allah Ta'ala, important for a person to remember that a person can get 10 rewards or 70 rewards or 700 rewards and the action is the same. So it's based on uh, the, the performance of the action. 10 rewards or 70 rewards or 700 rewards. So as uh, the more the action is in accordance with the sunnah of the Prophet Wasallam, the reward is great. The reward is greater. With regards to Salat al-Dhuhr, the Prophet has instructed that it can be slightly delayed. The Prophet said if uh, it is very hot at the time of Dhuhr, then uh, delay it until it's slightly cooler. So 
the Sheikh said, Habibullah Ta'ala, this was at a time when people didn't have air conditioners, nor did they have uh, such as fans. Um, but the times have changed. So it's upon an individual to pray uh, during uh, the beginning of the time. They said, Habibullah Ta'ala, except for the, the traveler. Um, the traveler can delay the prayer until the timing of the next prayer, uh, as it was done by the Prophet Sallallahu Alaihi Wasallam. So the individual is asking, uh, how is, if individuals are traveling, how do they choose a leader? You don't necessarily have to choose a leader if you travel because when you enter into a city, the, the governor or the leader of that city, he becomes the leader upon those who are traveling. So it doesn't mean that every city that you enter, you change your, your leader. So that's not necessary. The Sheikh said, Habibullah what's if you travel, if it's a long distance, for example, if individuals go out for a long journey, then it's possible that they would choose a, a, a leader. And the leader selected the individual who was more diligent in, in the prayer, more specific and diligent in the prayer. And he's careful of praying at its proper time. Uh, so the individual who is more diligent in fulfilling this obligation. But it's not necessarily needed, once again, because it's possible uh, every you know distance, the short distance that they go, they're going to uh, lose, he's going to lose his leadership. Why? Because whoever leaves that land or that city, he becomes the leader. So the Sheikh said, so my advice is that you're more diligent in seeking knowledge than this issue of choosing uh, a leader. يقول السلام ما هي السنن الرواتب السنن يسأل عن السنن الرواتب السنن الرواتب بيّنها من صلى الله عليه وسلم الحديث الصحيح يقول لما حاعد على عشر وحاعد يوم الليل ما هيت رحمتان قبل الظهر ورحمتان بعد الحقيقة ورحمتان بعد المغرب هذه ستة ورحمتان بعد العشاء هذه ثمان ورحمتان بعد وفي حديث آخر أيضا بالصحيح من حافظ على ثنتي عشرة رحمة وهذه العشرة عشرة وتضاف ركعتين من أيضا الظهر ركعتين قبل أربع ركعات قبل الظهر 
صاحب مدارس النشر الصراطيح فعلا ما دل على الحديث الذي فيه عشر انواع ركعتين ركعتان مرتبطه وركعتان هل تصلى هذه الرواتب تصليها المسافر خلافا بين اهل العلم الا ان الحديث يدل على انها تصلى هي غير واجبه هي من النوافل لكن من ادعي انه افضل من عمل من الواجب What are the prayers, uh, the sunan rawatib or the subrogatory prayers which are associated with the obligatory prayers? The Shaykh said, Habib the Prophet has clarified this in the hadith which is reported in Sahih Bukhari. The Prophet said, Whoever preserves 10 units of prayer during the day and night, uh, then the Shaykh said, uh, the prayers two before Dhuhr, two after Dhuhr. Two after Maghrib, two after Isha, and two before Fajr. So that is ten. Then there's another hadith, which is also reported in Sahih Bukhari, that the Prophet said, Whoever prays twelve. So these previously mentioned ten, and you add two before Dhuhr. So before Dhuhr becomes four, after Dhuhr two, after Maghrib two, after Isha two, and before Fajr two. Sheikh mentioned the author, Sheikh Muhammad ibn Abdul Wahhab, Allah he uh, mentioned the hadith about 10. He sufficed uh, mentioning the hadith about 10. Then the Shaykh said, Habib Allah Ta'ala, an issue, does the person, does the traveler pray his prayers? The Shaykh said there's a disagreement amongst the people of knowledge. There's a disagreement amongst the people of knowledge concerning the traveler. Should he pray these uh, 10 or 12 or not? And the Shaykh said, Habib Allah Ta'ala, well, in general, the hadith shows that these are superior prayers. So if the individual performs them, even while he's on a journey, he is better than the individual who does not perform them. So the action is better than the individual who does not perform them. Hadith al-Rawah, 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 Hadith al 10 units of prayer and another narration 12 units of prayer uh, the completion of the hadith is that Allah Azza wa will build a home for him in Jannah يقول السائل حبيبكم الله تعالى ذكرتم حبيبكم الله تعالى كبر السن له شأن في الإسلام فمتى يكون متى يصل الشخص إلى كبر السن؟ يعني إذا كان مجموعة مستمدين إذا فرضنا عشرة بعضهم لا عمره ثلاثون سنة بعضهم أقل بعضهم أكثر من كان أكثرهم عدد السنين إذا كان متساويين فهو مقدم عليهم في هذه الأمور إذا كانوا متساويين في كفاءتهم فهمهم وتفاهم رحمهم فالأكبر هو الذي يكون لله Individuals asking, you mentioned in the lesson, uh, the one who is senior. The person said, how do we know if a person is senior? The Shaykh said, for example, if individuals are together, if there's a group of individuals, for example, there's 10 individuals, some of them are in their 30s, some of them are younger, some of them are older, you would put the one who is older. You would put the one who is older. Uh, and this is, if they are all the same as it relates to the understanding of the religion, their knowledge, their taqwa, if they are similar, then you would place the one who, who is older to lead the, them in prayer. يقول السائل حديث مولاه تعالى هل يجوز للمسلم أن يحضر حفلة التخرج لأخته وفي تلك الحفلة يحصل اختلاط بين الرجال والنساء لا شخص يعني هذا الحمل 
الاختلاف بين الرجال والنساء من الاعمال المحرمه فاذا امكنه ان لا تشترك اخته في هذا الاحتفال وبالتالي اذا لا يحبه هذا خير لهم جميعا لان حفل التخرج ليس هو من شهاده التخرج وانما فرح فرح اذا اختلط فيه امور محرمه صار نكاحه بعض الناس Is it permissible for uh, the, the, the questioner to attend the graduation ceremony for his sister if there's going to be mixing in the graduation ceremony? Sheikh said, Habib Allah there's no doubt that this affair of mixing is an impermissible action, impermissible action. So if you can prevent your sister, if you can prevent your sister from attending, you should do so. And likewise, you shouldn't attend. And it's better and it's much good and you and your sister not are abstaining from this action. And the Sheikh said, and this cer- uh, graduation ceremony, it's not, that, it's not something that's related to the, the, the certificate itself. It's not something which is related to the graduation certificate itself. So, but it's only uh, a ceremony for them to have pleasure and joy. But if this pleasure and joy uh, has actions or contains actions which are forbidden, then it is something harmful for the people who are attending. فذهبنا إلى إمام المشرد لأجل الصلح وكتب لنا عقدا فيه إذا دخن الزوج مرة أخرى يقع الطلاق فوقع زوجي على هذا العقد إجبار ثم بعد بعد فترة عاد إلى تدخين هل وقع فالسؤال هل وقع الطلاق بمجرد هذا العقد علما بأني لا أريد هذا الآن لأني عرفت أن هذا الأمر يحتاج إلى الصبر أراد بقاء الحسنة بأمر أو رفع الأمر على الحسنة يقع الطلاق فإذا وقع الطلاق يملك المراجعة فلا تستعجل بالأمر بالطريقة الحالية أشغلي بهذا لعل الله أن يهديك وتستمر أموركم بخير السلام عليكم The individual is asking the female is from England she says her son she said her husband began to smoke and she advised him to leave it but he said he continued and then she requested a divorce from him and he said my present situation is that I am weak in my faith so they went to the Imam of the Masjid so that he can reconcile between them the Imam of the Masjid wrote a contract that if the husband repeats or smokes once again that the divorce would take place and the husband signed this contract he was forced to sign such a contract. After some time, he uh, repeated smoking. She wants to know, does the divorce stand? The Sheikh said, Habib Allah Ta'ala, if you uh, attach an action, if you attach the divorce to an action, meaning if you say, if this action takes place, then the female is divorced. If the action takes place, the female is divorced. If the action takes place, the female, is divorce. But if the divorce has taken place, then the husband can take his wife back. So the female should not uh, race uh, or be hasty in this matter. Um, it's possible that Allah would guide her husband. يقول السائل حفظكم الله تعالى ما حكم لبس الرجل جوارب وأهدية طبية وهو في في حالة الإهرام وعثناء العمرة إذا كانت الأهدية الطبية نازل على الكعبين فأحرج بذلك إذا كانت غير نازل لكنها محتاجة إلى ذلك مضطر فلا حرج عليها 
individuals asking what is the ruling on a man wearing uh, socks or shoes for medical purposes while he's in ihram and the shaykh said hadith Allah ta'ala if these socks or these sandals or shoes are below his ankle uh, then there's no problem but if they are above the ankle but they're for medical reasons uh, then likewise there's no problem in him doing so The Shaykh Habib Allah Ta'ala said we praise Allah for allowing us to have this gathering and we ask Him to make this a blessed gathering for us now, presently and in the future. And we ask Allah Azawajal to make uh, this gathering beneficial for us in all of our affairs. And we ask Allah to uh, give might and glory to Islam and to debase disbelief and the disbelievers. And we ask Allah Azawajal to give the Muslims in all parts of the world tawfiq to return to him and to seek forgiveness from him uh, and that we repeat this seeking of forgiveness from Allah Azawajal day and night perchance Allah will forgive us as Allah Azawajal said verily I am the all forgiving to those who seek my forgiveness we ask Allah Azawajal to give ease to the Muslims of Sham and uh, those who are being oppressed in Syria, those who are being oppressed in Iraq, those who are being oppressed in Eastern Asia 
by the Buddhist and the Sufi, Afwan, and the Buddhist and the Safawiyun and the Rafida, those who are joining the Syrian government to kill the Muslims. So we ask Allah Azza wa Jal to to guide them, the Muslims who are being oppressed there, uh, and to preserve their aqidah. Uh, and we ask Allah Azza wa Jal to have gentleness with the Muslims around the world and to give uh, to allow the truth to conquer and prevail. And we ask Allah Azza wa Jal to give ease to the Muslims of Yemen and Libya and Egypt and Syria and Iraq. And we ask Allah Azza wa Jal to allow the Muslims to uh, sincerely repent to their Lord. And we ask Allah Azza wa Jal for this country, the Kingdom of Saudi Arabia, to protect the religion and the worldly possessions and to allow them to assist the Muslims of the world and to make it easy for the Muslims to come to this country and to perform Hajj and Umrah and to visit the, the masjid of the greatest of creation, Muhammad sallallahu alayhi wa sallam. We ask Allah Azzawajal to give success to the ruler to support uh, the truth and to debate, uh, to debase the, the falsehood and those who are spreading it verily, Allah is the one to answer the call. And our last application is all praise be to Allah, the Lord of the world, and may the peace and blessings of Allah be upon Muhammad, his family members and companions.